on this computer. I've never done this before. I always like the choice of if I want to leave the meeting or not when they start recording. <laughs> yeah, you just you just like reject it or you just have to give in. Yeah, I didn't consent to this. I'm out of here. <laughs> Which then just means they're going to do the recording anyways. You're just not going to be present for it. Not in those meetings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Zach, exactly. where are you? Are you outside in front of a shed? No, dude, everybody asks me that. This is my office. It's just... We just have like a wall. <laughs> I don't know how to just, just literally just just office. The nice vertical lines. You did that yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I actually don't like the color, but Brooke doesn't want to change it, even though I use the office 99% of the time. I like it. Shed green. Shed green is nice. <laughs> yeah. You're everybody, you're like the 10th person who's been like, I don't get it. Do you take like all your calls outside? <laughs> The lighting is so consistent. Yeah, well, I like it because like our window, I guess you guys haven't never been to my house. Like our window is here. So like natural, I look great on meetings for the most part. And so that's why I do it. No arguments here. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of looking great, Kevin, nice shirt. Yeah. Thanks, man. This is my business formal. Where, where are you that you're working right now? I'm I'm in Atlanta, but I'm at a go live, so I'm doing the noon to midnight shifts, and so uh, just got off work. A few seconds. I was gonna ago. say, wait, are you cutting? It's nine ten here, but you're in Atlanta. I was like, are you just skipping out on work three hours early? <laughs> no, ten after. So we've got somebody in New Zealand, somebody on the East Coast, somebody on the West Coast. Really confusing. But we made it. We finally got together. I like the texts that just say T minus so many hours because it shows up on your whatsapp with the time for you yeah super so, helpful it actually was super helpful because i kept i put this in my calendar and then but like it's nine o'clock here so like i'm not like necessarily checking my calendar so getting the like hey are we on in five hours or six hours and it's like oh i think we're on in five hours was actually really helpful <laughs> that's yeah it's a way to do it that's helpful um i have two kids who are coming home from getting rained on at the playground so the plan to get the house alone has been dampened. <laughs> uh, maybe you mean like they were playing basketball and somebody they, was like kicking their asses? I'm sorry. Yeah, but... they, yeah they got rained on. Big threes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it hasn't rained in like four years where I am. So yeah, we are not at risk of two kids coming to my house because of rain. Your treating's <laughs> coming up. You never know. Could be some early one. <laughs> I'm not prepared. Just give me what's in your cupboard. I'm not prepared either. What are we talking about? Yeah, so I think we should do some. Um, I think we should do some. This is the podcast, by the way, right? This is it. Yeah. So how about I do? How about I do a little intro? Well, we start. We'll start. Hit record. record. We'll hit record right now. Right. I think I think all of this that we've already done should be in there. <laughs> I don't think. Over. Oh, over. Are we actively recording? Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> Do the intro now. Do the intro. Hello, hello. Welcome to two guys on the phone. I'm Kevin. We got Mac on the line today. We've got special guest Zach on the line as well. And Hi. Finally getting back together. I think this is the first podcast of 2022. So sneaking it in in October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was First, like, wow, 10 months. 
Yeah. But we're, we're rejuvenated with a new format because we get to catch up with a new friend every time. This is the new here's, idea. So here's the new format. We're going we're gonna to have one guest friend every episode. And with that guest friend, we're going to do some activity, whether that's watching a show, reading a book, doing something uh, outdoors or whatever. And then we're going to meet up and talk about it. I think one thing that we should try to keep in mind while we talk about it is that other people might not have done the activity. So like today we're talking about F1 and specifically the like F1 Drive to Survive Netflix documentary, but we should keep in mind that people might not have seen it and frame our conversation like that. I thought F1 key on the keyboard. I thought it was the key, the F1. Yeah, Yeah, wait, I I bought the keyboard too. So we're, I'm very underprepared. I actually thought you meant Kevin, we should like keep in mind that people haven't done Formula One. And I was like, oh, it's <laughs> gonna be like a really limited audience. <laughs> of the four people who are related to us listen to the podcast, <laughs> most of them have not driven in Formula One. Yeah, my wife who listens to this podcast also has not done it, but she has seen me watch the show and watch formula one so so are you are you into are you staying up on actual formula one stuff i've been i've been doing that since i started watching the documentary so like i know the singapore one was this weekend and i know who won and i know that everybody's freaking out about red bull potentially going over the salary cap which is brand new and and i'm like for somebody who has no interest in racing i'm pretty hooked on formula one now yeah same i started my my friends who you had like matt and chase those guys were super into it at the beginning of this year and i watched one race i think it was in march and i can't remember where it was and i had zero interest in it because like i didn't understand the teams and like why there was two people on each team and i think the race i watched the two ferrari or the two mclaren cars like crashed into each other and I was like, this is the dumbest sport I have ever seen. <laughs> and then I still have some of those questions. <laughs> but then I watched the show, I binged the show from like April and then work got busy. I just finished the show like three weeks ago, but then I've been watching every race. Like I had asked my friends like, oh, should I just start by watching like this past season so that I know like who most of the people are? And they were like, no, it's helpful. Cause like you get introduced to like, like the later seasons of the show focus more on like the top five guys. Whereas like initially you get like insight into maybe like 12 to 15 of them and like a lot of the team principles. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about those really fast. So formula one is 10 teams. Each team has two racers that drive in identical cars so there's 20 people racing every time. The but cars are the cars are identical on the team. On the, yeah. Everybody's car is different though, which so, is yeah, yeah. I have so many questions about that too. <laughs> I do too. I there's do too. 21 races in a season, and you get points as a team and you get points individually. So your team is trying to finish at the top, but you specifically are also trying to finish as like the world champion in all 21 races, which are across the globe have different course tracks which that for me was a huge selling point over just like going in a lap but doing that 
in Daytona versus somewhere else. It's super cool that each place is a different course and you can like cater your car to try to be better for certain courses because you basically build a car and you use that car design for the entire season. Um, can we, so can you, we back just yeah. for one second too? If Wait, Matt, are you very, are you familiar with Formula One or are you like, have you watched I think I'm the same as what you just described of okay. before. So I want to step back and tell people that like, we all watched a Netflix show that follows around the main characters of Formula One. And I'm like you, I thought I hated racing, had no interest in any part of racing whatsoever. And then watched the show and like everybody else. And the genius of the show is that now I am intrigued in following and interested in Formula One, which before I couldn't have told you anything. Yeah. yeah, not one thing. I actually, based on the show, I thought Formula One was like five years old. <laughs> and this is this is like somebody who like has seen the movie Rush, which is about Formula One from the 1980s. And I didn't put that together. Are you watching races now or are you just following on ESPN? Like, oh, look who won, Max Verstappen. I have, since I started the show, I have pretty much woken up because they all, most of the races are between like 5 and 8 a.m. so far, my time. And then like, depending on, that's just like where I picked it up. Like, I'll wake up at like 5 a.m. to Like this past wow. weekend, I woke up and watched it, the Singapore race, which Actually, I woke up and then it was like really delayed because of weather. So it was kind of nice that it started later. Uh, nice. But you guys need that because you woke up and watched it too. I <laughs> only watched qualifying. Yeah. The I, did qualifying... Watch it, but I did read about who, I did read about the results. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I've been, I don't know why. I like, it shouldn't be fascinating, but it's fascinating to watch. I think, because, I think what the show did really well was show how much, goes into it versus like as somebody who didn't understand it it really just looks like a couple of dudes in the pit and a driver driving a car and it's it couldn't be like i mean i'm sure this is where like i'm like oh maybe like nascar is also that and like other things but there's no like good nascar show introducing me to that so all i know is that formula one has 600 million dollar budgets and 600 person teams behind them so it's also really interesting that you have to manage two drivers and you as a team are trying to win the team contest and those drivers don't care about their partner driver at all. Like the amount of times that they would crash into each other because they're trying to pass each other and then everybody in the paddock is just like, I can't believe these two idiots. That seems to happen so frequently. Yeah, the episode that I was just watching or like in the fourth season, spoiler, there's the McLaren team, which has um, Ricardo and I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, oh man, what Lando? Lando Norris, and Lando is like significantly better than Daniel Ricardo on the McLaren team. Like, but it's crazy because like before that, Ricardo was on a different team with like a it was Red Bull, car. and then he went to Renault. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Renault, Ren that's the one where, and he didn't do that great there either, but on Red Bull, before before he left Red Bull to go to Renault, 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 he was like really good, and he hasn't been doing that good since, but like, yeah, when you like see how much emphasis they give to like Lando Norris, who is like clearly the better of the two drivers, 
it's like so funny, like the politics of it. And it happened in the, the season that I just watched also because that season was such a race for first place between Verstappen and Hamilton yeah. where you would have like, well, one thing I didn't know was that like pole position, which is like how you do in qualifying is like the most important thing. Like people get past like where you start, like if you're a good driver and have a good car, it tends to be like more often not where you finish unless there's like some big accident or like your car breaks down. And so you would have like Botas, who is Hamilton's partner last year on Mercedes, who would be like winning the race. <laughs> they would literally be like, Hey, let Hamilton pass you. Because if you read between the lines, we literally don't care about you. We need Hamilton to win this race. And there was even a few, I can't remember if it was the third or the fourth season. I think it was the COVID season where Botas, like Hamilton, I think crashes. So he's out and Botas wins the race and he like goes to celebrate. And he's in the episode. He's like literally drinking a bottle of champagne by himself in his like little uh, green <laughs> room, basically. And it's, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like they do that stuff and then they also do the passive aggressive stuff for like, they don't let you fall into the pit to get new tires. Cause they want to be able to like they want their crew ready to give the other driver new tires and stuff and that can like screw you up and everything but the i i do want to go to the pole position stuff because that that was kind of neat to me i thought that like your saturday qualifying you're just trying to get the fastest lap but it's not a race it's just the lap speeds determine how you start the race on sunday which was not something I understood, but it's pretty cool. And then depending on which one of the 21 tracks it is, that could make a huge, huge difference because there's some places where like you basically can't pass people the entire time. So Saturday is the, the important day. Yeah, like Monaco, I learned, is like a track that you basically, like whatever you start in is what you're going to finish in because it's so many tight turns. Yeah, it's like two lanes wide basically versus... Is that the one, is that the one where it's just like in a street with like shops and people yeah yeah it's crazy well so that i never put this together but they in if you've seen iron man 2 the most unrealistic part of that movie in hindsight is the fact that he just jumps in and like replaces his stark industries formula one driver and is like i'm gonna drive the car today (laughs) i remember texting my like again my friends who watch and being like that has got to be like the most unrealistic thing about Iron Man, which is like one of the most unrealistic movies ever made. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about the cars a little bit? I have a lot of questions about the cars. So like, you can have, you have a bigger budget to spend on your car. Like some teams just blatantly have a faster car. And once you have a car, you have the car for the whole season. It's like, that's unlike any other sport right? Like in the Tour de France, does, does Lance Armstrong have a better bike than everybody else? Does that exist anywhere else? We should get him on the phone. So I, I have a couple comments there, but one, what I wrote down during my experience of watching the show is that I hated how money seemed to just drive everything. That if you had more money, then you had a better car and you would win. And if you were a driver that had more sponsors, then you would get more contracts. And you like couldn't be a, a nobody driver and get a seat at the table in Formula One. So I hated those things. But in 2021, Mac, they implemented a salary cap. 
So now all the teams are only allowed to spend up to a certain amount of money. And that includes money on staff, money on car design, money on amount of backup cars you can have and everything. And the idea is they're trying to create a fair playing field. So oh, then cool. it's all about ingenuity and it's less about who decides to pour the most money into their team. Do you know what That's the cap do you know what the cap is? I feel like they they talk about it, but they never actually say it. And then I actually have never looked it up because I remember at the start of the show, I think they they talked about like Mercedes who was like completely dominating the last, well, up until last year, they would spend like, I want to say they said like $600 million a season. And then you'd have like a Williams or a Haas who would spend like 130 million, which is still like an insane amount of money. But like, apparently that's like not your, yeah. It's like the B league or the D league. So the first cap was 150 and each year they're reducing it by 5 million whoa yeah um, Plus inflation, so you know but it's also it's also uh, it's all sorts of messed up right now because one there's like there it's like an open secret that teams are ignoring the cap so like red bull spent more money than 150 million also the when they first implemented it the cap, allegedly 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 <laughs> so the when they first implemented it, the cap was like fiscal years and not, um, not like the season formula one season. (laughs) So like, if you like, so basically if you went past the cap, then you would get fined, but you would get fined for like the 2022 season, but you would have spent the money on the 2023 car that you're not getting signed on that you're now winning because you spent more money on. So it seems like it's a huge mess right now, but but the principle behind it is that if they take the money out of it a little bit, then maybe there'll be a little bit more parity in the sport. Did you, um, yeah, did you, do you understand the rule, which I literally just found out about on Saturday? And so I don't know how true it is, where if you win, because I was trying to figure out why Mercedes, who got George Russell this year and who's really good and still has Hamilton, who's really good, why they're not doing as well. And there was some rule I heard about if you get first place in the Constructors' Cup, which is the, like, it's like winning the championship. Um, the team championship. The team you championship, yeah. by a work email? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to close, close my email. <laughs> again. Sorry, first time. Um, you, can you get like you get less time then for the next season to work and test out your car. Have you heard this? No, I, I believe it, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. I don't know the, so I don't want to like misspeak on it, but there's, but I was like, Oh, well that doesn't really make sense because like Mercedes has won it for like the last seven years. So they should in theory have been running into that problem from the get go. And it also then doesn't make sense why you have like the really low teams never coming in with good cars. <laughs> it's actually like astounding how much money can be spent to not have good cars. Yeah, I that was definitely something that resonated with me watching the documentary. Is I was like, why are these people spending all this money when they score like seven total points in the cup? Like, stop spending hundreds of millions of dollars for no output. But I guess maybe it's fun. There's there's a guy, and I can't remember his name. I think his name is Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg, who's yeah. never 
once. He has zero points. Like us three on this call have the same amount of points in Formula One as him. And he had like over his stat was like the most races without a fastest lap and without being on the podium, which would be getting first, second or third. But it also means that he didn't he's never finished in the top 10 because top 10 gets you points. He literally in his career has zero points, zero fastest laps and obviously zero podiums. And I, I could I was like, there is how could there not be? a 21st driver who's better than that guy that they're like, why don't we just give him a try? <laughs> He's yeah. not in it anymore, but. So do you know how that works with like the formula one, two, three, and four? Like, it, cause it's not like teams get relegated or anything. It's basically just like drivers. It's are, drivers yeah. getting brought up as far but as. Is, yeah. But like, does Mercedes have a formula two team or are those just all different teams or? That's a great question. I actually, I know a lot of like the younger guys that like are showing up like this season and last season are like top formula two drivers. Like they either won, like, I think like the Schumacher kid, like Mick Schumacher's kid, whose name I can't remember. I think he was a, like a first place winner in formula one this season before he got brought up to whatever team it was. Um, well, with and no then, relegation, like, how do new teams ever get into the Formula One? Like, there are new teams, right? Isn't, like, Aston Martin or something a new team? Like, I don't know. know if they, like, used to have less teams, but it's also, like, teams get rebranded, too. Like, in between, like, the first and second season, like, I, I'm going to misspeak here, but, like, Toro Rosa, which is, like, Red Bull's second team, but they have, like, worse drivers, became alpine and like a different what like they changed names and like there was that one in the first season that i think was called forced india they got rebranded because their billionaire principal got like extradited for like yeah. <laughs> scamming money that was awesome yeah uh, i, didn't, I yeah. didn't know that they folded that's too bad they like didn't um, fold they got bought by some german guy who then brought his kid his kid oh, that, that happened in the season That's yeah right. he's like a he was like the williams guy yeah. Um, uh, yeah i'm trying to remember i'm like trying to remember all the two names of the teams we should we should have that pulled up just so we can reference them um but that would require research mac i did a little bit of googling on that point and basically it sounds like there are always people that want to be in formula one yeah. so it's it's really about keeping the team limited 10 as opposed to like being down to eight teams and not being able to find another team but they're, they're all just waiting in the wings for someone to drop out a um, lot of it's just like uh, yeah yeah well, it's exactly i i um i think there's like a, a key point that is noteworthy to me and that's i always thought that these were all different car companies or engine companies but they're not like there's yeah, four. <laughs> there's there's four engine companies, and then the teams just choose which of the engines they're putting in their car. Yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah, and I, so, I the benefit of selling those engines must greatly outweigh the fact that, like Renault sells their engines to teams that beat them. <laughs> Isn't that so strange? Like it, like Renault used to provide the engine for Red Bull, and then yeah. Red Bull was beating them, and then. 
and then when Red Bull stopped winning, Red Bull blamed Renault for their engine and like went to a Honda engine. Yeah. It, I don't know. That whole thing is that whole thing is weird to me. They're like, I guess there aren't a lot of engine making companies, but I it, it, it blew my mind when I realized that that's what was going on. I yeah. I'm almost a hundred percent sure on this. Do you know how many tire manufacturers there are? No. Nope. I was gonna ask how many tires were on the car. I was gonna be so excited. I knew the answer. <laughs> uh i think there is i think there is one tire supplier i think they're called pirelli yeah i've seen that on that was ac milan sponsorship on their jerseys oh yeah 90 oh somebody played a lot of fifa on his gamecube um guys i wrote down some questions that i when I was watching the show, I wanted to ask you guys, um, mm-hmm. kind of rattle them off to you guys. Let's hear it. What do you do? You think that this format of a show will now start happening in other sports? Like it's such a weird idea. They did a season it, of sports that it's already happening. happened. It's happening. Happened. Yeah, apparently they're doing it with professional golf right now, or it's like already been happening. And I really oh, hope yeah. it's also called Drive to Survive. <laughs> Well, that's uh, such a weird concept. Like we already know the outcomes of those races. That like it'd be like following the 2017 NFL season. I I think that I think that honestly it was like Last Chance U was kind of the first place to do it. The football documentary about like okay. the the uh, community college football team. And then I mean like Hard Knocks does it. Uh, like I, I think basically the format is successful. I think it also works well when, like, it doesn't strike me. I haven't seen Last Chance View or Hard Knocks. I can't personally imagine, like, getting invested in one that's, like, a big team sport. I mean, like, obviously, Formula One is a huge team sport, but because they can focus specifically on, like, the principal of the team who end up being, like, more of main characters than the drivers and, like, the top couple of drivers, it feels like it works well as like a show concept for like a formula one or a golf thing, which is like a very individual sport where you can focus on like characters. And there's like a limited number of like tournaments that you might want to focus on like through a season, for example. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, when I watched the show, even up until the end of the fourth season, which we should talk about the end of the fourth season, because I have many thoughts on that. I think Matt and I have finished one season so far. Oh, you guys have, oh, oh my gosh. You guys should have left. I think Halsey and I have finished three seasons. Did you watch watch the COVID season? Yeah, because they all start wearing masks. Like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, that's the third season. Okay, well, you guys got to lead with that because I've been talking about the recent ones. (laughs) I I kept covering my ears, spoiler alert, every time that you talk. (laughs) But what I was going to say is I didn't know any of the results. So like, it'll be interesting to, if I'm assuming they're making like a fifth season of the show, I haven't looked, but you'll all have known like all of these things. But I think it's, I think what's fun is like seeing way more than just the race, I suppose. Like, that's yeah. 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 It is interesting because I'm like tuned in to like Carrie now, but I've only seen season one. So it's weird to see like, Sergio Perez on Red Bull. And you're like, well, I guess he's on Red Bull now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Um, all right, next question. What if like, this idea that teams get to design their own cars, 
what if that exists in other sports? Like, what if the San Diego Padres had just designed a better bat than the New York Mets? Or like they had better gloves. Like, what if this equipment idea of sports became less that everyone uses the same equipment? So here's here's a hot take I have on baseball specifically is you should be allowed to cork your bat or you should like basically baseball cheating is so rampant how about instead of trying to police it all except for the except for the uh, like hgh stuff but like all the equipment things just everything's allowed like pitchers are allowed to scrape you baseball are, are you pro metal bat in the mlb kevin because that's I mean, dangerous i, I think people's lives at risk <laughs> any any technology you want to introduce other than user pointers <laughs> i mean a trash can that can work as a drum I'm, I'm, full, super, I'm for all of it super sharp spikes um, um this kind of happened with swimming right they made uh swimsuits that were like absorbent slash water resistant to the water repellent they were deemed they're uh, absorbent and water resistant wow <laughs> buoyant is what i meant to say yeah and, Super buoyant and water repellent, and yeah, uh, like the O8 it was, Yeah, they were deemed too, like, too good. Um, what other sports would be? I mean, there's a, there's a ton of regulation around it, as far as I understand. Like, I think it's in the second season where one of the teams like they show up like in preseason they have like a certain number of days to like test out the car that they've been building for the last like 10 weeks and it like rolls out of the garage at the training track and everybody's like that car looks really familiar but with a different coat of paint and it had like a bunch of like design things that the team I can't remember the team I think it was Williams or Haas had basically bought from mercedes because like you can sell parts of like the engineering of your car Mm -hmm. and like some things you can't sell it's like a whole part of one of the seasons it seemed pretty ridiculous but it is crazy that like it really actually does seem to come down to the car i don't know drivers would be be pretty upset to hear that well it's like if you look at like if you look at like George Russell, who I can't, I think he was on Williams last year and he does like decent. He's been like a top two or three podium person pretty consistently this season. So he's obviously a good driver, but he's also now in a Mercedes car. So like, there's definitely like a clear, like, and like we were talking about at the game, like Daniel Ricardo, who was really good on Red Bull and like, hasn't found his groove on the, two subsequent teams he was on because he like cannot figure out how to drive his car so like there's an idea every single race you just change car. you just draw your car out of a hat yeah or you race like you physically race to the cars you know like <laughs> <laughs> the pit stop instead of instead of the pit group giving you new tires you just get out of the car and get into a different car yeah, yeah, yeah. But you take a motorcycle to the car and you bike to the motorcycle and you scooter to the bike and you run to the scooter. That would be interesting to do pole positioning based on how fast your pit crew changes the tires during 
I mean, that was the other question I wrote down for you guys was like training. Like these guys are doing physical training. Some of it was just kind of silly, like throwing balls off of walls and like the, doing muscles the, exercise. The blindfolded ping pong player was the funniest. <laughs> I was not surprised that that guy did not get another contract. <laughs> and then they like, they allude here and there to the idea that they're weighing in after the races and they're losing tons of weight. Uh, I just, I wish they would dive a bit deeper into how physical or non-physical demanding the sport is. I think it's incredibly demanding as far as I understand. I read, or I think we were talking about this weekend. Apparently they lose like between three and like four and a half kilos of weight per race. So that's. Oh, thanks for um, using kilos. Yeah. So Mac, you, Mac, you've been in New Zealand. So you understand that conversion better than anybody. (laughs) Nice. That's like four degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. Yes. Their bodies come back really cold after losing all that weight. And I think they also, they get, I, they get like five inches shorter. That's not true. <laughs> um, the best is that neck exercise where they just have the band and they're doing like head nods. <laughs> I started thinking when I see that, like, should I be doing that like once a week? What about their, um, their like video game style practice cars that they like sit in and have like. Yeah, that's cool game. too. I always forget out they, they don't show it that much in the later seasons. I forgot after every instance. I want to like Google how expensive like is that like a thousand dollar game that you can just get? Like Kevin could go buy that, or is that like a hundred thousand dollar true to a race kind of thing? With the popularity of this documentary, I bet that they're trying to make things more affordable for you to be able to buy. Like you can buy those uh, like the indoor golf virtual things like i bet there's going to be more and more of the f1 cars you can sit in and race also esports are growing as like a sport you know like the racing of those those consoles and those video games is growing in popularity silently pretty quickly as like that's a sport in itself like the person who's the fastest that video game is probably fairly famous okay i think i think i found one oh no they're sold out yeah i bet they're called play seat. Oh wait, F1 racing simulator. That's what it would be called. I couldn't think of what to call it. Um, but, but it also seems like they basically have the same type of controller in their action car. The steering wheel, which has so many buttons on it. I have one of the buttons no seems to be one of the buttons seems to be instantly pass person in front of you. Okay, it's the DRS. Yeah, I, I had to look. The, I didn't know what it meant. I had to look that one up because they kept they kept being like, um, you know, your guy. The guy would be like, "Who's behind me?" And they'd be like, "Such and such is behind me." DRS is activated. And I'm like, "Oh, what's DRS is activated?" And it basically means like you're you you literally you push a button, and I think it like changes the aerodynamic like your your spoiler and like your car lower, and you basically like draft and can pass somebody but you can only do it in like certain straightaways and if you're like a certain distance from somebody and it basically is like a you are primed to pass somebody because it's of like awesome physics engineering yeah. it's, it's amazing I, it's so cool. i was i was absolutely the guy that was asking why don't they just make the whole plane out of the black box material and every time i saw that happen i was like why aren't you just always why aren't you just always going that fast and passing everybody seems like that's how you would win the race I would start the race in the in the group of twenty. Hit the button right away, like Mario Kart, where you spin your wheels ahead of time, just yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> just drift to get a little bit of a boost. It, by the way, it looks like 
they range in price heavily from like a thousand dollar setup to like this one is twenty five thousand. This one's a hundred and fifty thousand. I feel Formula like one car. No, the Formula One like driving simulators that you see. I, them I think the cars are probably cheaper than that. Are the cars? Are the cars tens of millions of dollars? They can't be. No, no, no that's, that's a rule, right? Well, I guess if you have one hundred and fifty million to work with, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see the the point breakdown, like yeah. the, the inventory breakdown. All right, can I ask you my last question? The last yeah. question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea of like, in one of the episodes, maybe this is season two, they take a driver who's like a billionaire's grandson who is a horrible driver, right? Um, and then like that's. I think on the spectrum of that, maybe they're not horrible, but they're taking people based off the money that comes with the person. Yeah. And, and then you're thinking, why hasn't that happened in other sports? I guess there's salary caps, right? But you could see that happening in basketball, right? Like Paul, Paul George comes and with Paul George coming, the Pacers get a hundred million dollars from Adidas, right? But like maybe then, or why doesn't Paul George be like, because of the salary cap, just pay me a thousand bucks a year. I don't care, but have Adidas giving me all this Indianapolis money. I'm getting money from Adidas. I don't need money from Pacers. The salary cap thing seems like there should be a really clear, obvious workaround because of so much money from sponsorships. Yeah, that guy's name was Mazepin, who I don't know if he's still in. I don't think he's in. I hope he's not listening because I, I don't know. Actually <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what team he was russian but i can't remember what team the dad bought it had to have been one of the ones that was like in trouble which would have been like williams or haas i think it was haas actually because yeah yeah. who has the really eccentric coach right do you know what i'm talking about i don't know I think I think it was that team because then they had to like suck up to him and basically like get him to commit to like tons of money. I could be, but yeah, I remember that, which was insane. The yeah, the the money thing was is still a big turnoff for me. I'm interested to see how the like salary cap stuff starts working for it. But um, one other thing that I didn't really like, and I, again, I've only seen the first season, was that like there are 20 drivers and I think at the end of the first season, 12 of them switched to different teams. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. I don't know. Like just as a, like, I don't know if there's such a thing as a fan of a company versus a, like of a team versus a driver or whatever, but like just as somebody who like has sports teams that he likes and players on those sports teams, the amount of movement, was not, like it just seems like a massive carousel so like are you just yeah, a, uh, the red ferrari jacket i sent you hasn't arrived yet <laughs> but like are you just like a max or Stappen fan and like no matter what team he's on you're rooting for him or are you like a renault fan because they're in france and you're in france yeah i figured it might i would be more inclined to follow the team i would think because it's sort of like following the lakers and you don't necessarily like follow the person once they leave as much so imagine you're a lakers fan and you dislike the celtics and you guys have this massive rivalry and then the next season 
five players on the Celtics are on the Lakers and all your Lakers are on the Celtics or all your Lakers are now on like the Mavs. That feels like what it's like. Cause then like, you're still a Lakers fan, but now you're rooting for all these people that you just spent a lot of time rooting against pretty hard. I don't know. For me, it's like, it almost cheapens it. Just the amount, like, I don't know how to be a fan of a specific target. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, do you guys have favorite people so far? By the way, how what do you think of Daniel Ricardo's oh. neck? You're one of my favorite people. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Besides <laughs> the three sorry, besides the three people on this call, did you have <laughs> other favorite people? Does he hold his neck too far back? Is that what you're thinking? It's just huge. It's like the biggest neck I've ever seen. Oh, it's from all those exercises. I like yeah. him. I think he's actually sincerely enjoyable. He's yeah. really not good at basketball. But I find him really enjoyable. <laughs> He's better than me at basketball in those couple of scenes. Um, I didn't like Verstappen. I was kind of bummed to find out that he's now on top. I didn't like his personality as much. I really like Lewis Hamilton. I think he's I really, part, I really part like him, him in season one. Um, he didn't get a lot of FaceTime, but I liked him a lot. He was in there for like 30 seconds. He just kept in the background. He just kept winning. I was like, oh, it's weird. They never show him. <laughs> I also found... Uh, I got a little internal giggle that they would spend so much time cutting away to the principal of Red Bull spending time with Posh Spice with a bunch of horses in the countryside. Ginger uh, Spice, which oh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so this was something I forgot to bring up, but I wrote down when I was taking notes during the show. The um, pre-game and post-game interviews where they put all the people that like potentially hate each other right next to each other right. and then they're just like so like you ran this other person off the road what, what do you guys think about that and then they're just standing right there or like the like the principal of um, red bull and the principal of renault and they're like red bull you're blaming renault for your engines and you're going to dump them this year like what do you think about that and then like renault like how big of a money hit is it going to be that red bull ditched you and like the it seemed like they were just setting themselves up to be so mean to each other it was crazy the amount of like fringe i would love to see a post game the nba have both teams together that's that's literally what it is they like put them next to each other and they just are like the bet in the fourth season because red bull and mercedes are going so hard there's so many times where they sit christian horner and toto next to each other and they're just like so who wants to go first? And then neither of them say anything. And there's like, they like, I don't know if it's intentional, but they wait a really long time before they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll ask one of you a question. It's amazing. And they're like, so Max, did Daniel run you off the road? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I thought he did. Like, so Daniel, Max thinks he ran you off the road. Your thoughts. And then Daniel's just like sitting two feet away. And he's like, I mean, he was being unsafe. It's amazing. Like the amount that they're like trying to pick a fight. It's like a reality TV show. Yeah. It is. It is like a reality TV show. It's but like, it's like it's separate from the document. It's like we're not talking about the documentary people. This is no. Like they're like press conferences. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I, I think it's. I keep referencing the fourth season, but it's just because of the like sort of the drama between the two teams is like whether they dramatize it more than it is or they escalate. It really escalates. Um. Yeah, they do that constantly. Where and then I didn't know this also, but there's basically I don't know if it's one guy or like a team of guys who like know all of the rules and are like 
the, the race king i don't know what his name is but he basically like if somebody does something unsafe and then it comes back and like oh that's going to be a five second penalty like wait in your pit stop for an extra five seconds the principals have like a direct line to this guy and his name is michael and they literally just will push the button and be like you know you have like toto who's like michael you have to you have to penalize them for that like you, <laughs> you know that that's not safe and he'll be like Toto, they're just uh, they're just racing hard out there, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, Michael, you're so wrong." Okay, bye. <laughs> and it just awesome. happens like like he just feels like angry calls for two hours and thirty minutes, twenty one awesome. days of the year. That that is something that I that I always kind of chuckled at when they would mic up the drivers during the race and they would be like oh he's driving so unsafe in front of me so unprofessional and it's like it seems like you guys are all driving pretty unsafe going 200 miles an hour like through a curve seems like seems like everybody's driving for an accident at the moment they like the race king term i don't know what he's called i think he's just called like the race safety patrol person i like they'll do the the thing where they have them mic'd up and they'll they'll crash like hard and they'll just be like sorry everybody didn't mean to do that and you're like dude you just hit a wall the crazy they don't do it so much in the show but like in like if you read about the race the next day they tell you like how many g's they hit the wall at and it's like an astronomically high number like a hundred times what your body is like supposed to handle and that just sounds crazy they're really well designed they seem like really safe cars when you see some of these crashes and they just walk away like wow um do you know when they added that like halo i don't know what it's called no clue other things they're clipping their helmet onto no it's like it's like a physical part of the car where like, if I'm sitting here, it like is like a horseshoe above you and has like a thing down the middle, which I always feel like would be right in my way. But I guess if it keeps you alive, could, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm curious. I guess we can look it up. Uh, none of them seem to use their turn signals. I found that distur- disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Michael about that. <laughs> Um, I do like, I like how many countries are involved. I like the group, like it's such an interesting pick of countries. If you like go through the schedule, it's really a little bit kind of like it's Europe, Northern Africa, uh, and kind of the Middle East. It's kind of seems like the central hub and they have these little spokes going out, but it's kind of, it's literally a world championship. It really is. It's cool. And it's that's also, why they make so much money. There's fans in all of these countries. It's also really cool like billions. races mean certain things for different racers. Like Daniel Ricardo really wants to win the Australia one because he's from Perth. And then there's like the like Sergio Perez really wants to win the Mexican one because he's from somewhere in Mexico. And like yeah, Charles Blair does the Monaco one because he's I think it's Monaghan is what it's called. He's, which he's is like. Monaghan. thank you mac um and and then the whole idea that you can like try to design a car to fit the most amount of race courses or things like that i don't know it's an interesting little uh like characteristic of formula one that i don't think really exists elsewhere i mean there aren't really other professional sports that have the breadth across the country or the like dynamism of like this race is going to be different 
like this event is going to be different than this other event. Yeah, it would be like like the Yankees have a short right field fence or something, and they got all big left handed hitters or something like that. You know, yeah, like to the extreme. Right. Right. Yeah. Did uh-huh. you get do any of the horses? Have, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do any of the, they have uphill or downhill. Is that ever involved in the course? It if you like what if you get like the street level view, it seems like they they have they they I don't know what you call it. They're kind of like hilly, but they're like really gradual because I think you're literally going too fast to have anything more significant than like there's probably like the amount of like rise and run based on like how fast you can go to the point where like your car would fly fly essentially if you had too much like lift at one point sounds like a good course yeah <laughs> that's a mario kart level did you, you engineer your car for that one course where you have to fly <laughs> how how long was it before you guys realized that the cars are supposed to spark underneath from like the safety yeah. thing like i just thought all the cars were like gonna explode at any point the first race that I watched. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not good. My car's on fire. Oh, they're winning. That car right, keeps sparking. Me. Everybody's sparking. What's wrong? By the yeah. way, the halo was added to the cars in 2017. So it's pretty recent. Pretty recent. So I like when the, oh go ahead. Sorry. Go for it. I was I was gonna say, I like when the drivers say like oh, the back is loose, and then they keep driving 200 miles an hour. <laughs> like, uh, stop driving. Yeah. Just, I idea. Dynamic braking isn't working very well. Uh, car looks good. We'll keep going. <laughs> You're like, okay. That, that actually happened. It's like, my brake doesn't work. I'm like, uh, nothing on this end. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, no, car looks, car looks good. Break. We're going to push it on the next lap, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, they also tell him, like, uh, push, push. I'm like, yeah. Is, are we not are we ever not pushing um, oh, to push the <laughs> i that this one push. thing that strike like one thing this sport could really use is like an average person in each race like how fast could the person who doesn't really know what they're doing drive that car like the oh, pace, you know it's like put, like an average, put an average guy in the olympics just so we can see how much faster everybody truly is that's my idea for the olympics Every single event needs to have one regular person in it so that you can compare against the mean. And they use their turn signal. <laughs> <laughs> but like they have the right one on, but they never turn right. So it's just always on. <laughs> they're like, I don't know how I don't know how to pass this asshole. He's driving like an idiot. People are flashing, they're like, hey, your brights are on. <laughs> <laughs> um I like I really I just wanted to try driving it just to see like how fast I could comfortably go. I mean, like the, what's it called? Like the safety car, the safety car is like a Mercedes supercar. And like, it like barely it, I have to assume like they specifically have that because they need a car that can go like a hundred miles per hour on this racetrack while all the other ones like slow down for a yellow flag. Yeah. And, and while I do that, they drive in little S's, which doesn't seem that safe. It's trying to keep their tires hot, right? Yes. I learned that. You gotta keep your tires hot, Mac. Yeah. Someone crashed doing S's and I found that just <laughs> so rewarding. <laughs> well, that's because his tires got cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. I like it. I like the, I like 
the format of the show. I feel like it's going to keep creeping into sports that we'll have more and more mic'd up athletes, mic'd up locker rooms. One thing, show, yeah. one thing that I thought this show did that I'd never seen any other show, a sports-related show do, is it didn't, in the season one, it didn't care at all about who was winning. Everything, everything about those people's lives was about the race, but the documentary itself was like, like, I don't know, it was like the sixth out of 10 episodes that they're like, oh, by the way, Lewis Hamilton has already locked up. Like Lewis Hamilton won it this year. Um, I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. It was it, still enamoring. It does start to focus more on it because like the rivalries get a little bit better. Yeah, and maybe like the closer. Maybe that season it didn't matter because there were still like five races left and he'd already won the cup or something. But yeah. Um, do you do you know like how much money a team I haven't looked this up, like how much money a team gets for winning the constructors ooh, cup? I have this I want to know the answer. And how many points do you get? Like how many points was first versus second? Twenty I think you get twenty-five if you are first and eighteen if you're second. I don't know what's after that. That seems like a reasonable difference. Top ten, uh, get, top ten get points. Top ten get points. Bottom ten get zeros. Oh, here you go, Mac. 25, 18, 15, 12, 10 is top five, and then eight, six, four, two, one, and you get one point for fastest lap. Uh, uh, which is why, like, um, I just learned that this weekend too. Which is why, like, if a guy knows he's not gonna, like, he might be in like fourteenth or whatever. They might just like really go for it to get one point out of the race, <laughs> which is crazy. It sounds so dangerous. Push. So why don't push. they just go for it? Push. Why don't they just go for it all the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they literally like they might go like change their tires, be, like they'll pit because they're like it doesn't matter if I go from 14th to 17th. Like I'm gonna go change my tires and like try to. I see. And they have to time it too, right? Because if you if you're getting lapped, you have to let that person pass you. Yeah. You have to like wait till the field gives you space to be able to to push, push, push. To push, push. Yeah. Well, that's that, what that that helps. I just have not been able to wrap my head around when they're like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go fast." It seems like you should have been doing that the whole time. Simple sport, guys. Simple sport. <laughs> okay, how much uh, money I, do you get for winning constructors' cup? Well, I, I, I read that the total winnings is two two billion a year is the gross earnings, right, from everybody. Like across the twenty one races. Yeah, and all the teams, all the races. That doesn't seem like enough money to support ten teams staying profitable. Oh, is that just like Formula One paying out? Like that's yeah. not like sponsors. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just like the prize winnings. Yeah. Well, maybe that's wrong. I mean, it's something. Plus, okay, okay. all the sponsors pay for stuff too. It says every team is paid a basic flat rate of money for being in F one, which is thirty five million a year. And then the second is you get prize money based on your finishing in the constructors championship. Mercedes got sixty four million in twenty fifteen. And then you get more money. You get a third bucket of money based on your tenure. So like Ferrari, who's been in it forever, just gets like extra money. They just like write them a third check, I suppose. Why not? Yeah. So we, here's a million dollar idea. 
we should just start a team and do one season in Formula One and we'll get a $35 million payout. I have a horrible car, a wooden car. <laughs> <laughs> a little Pinewood Derby. Yeah. Well, so this push, is what push, this is push, what I push, push, push. <laughs> this is what I don't get because like there's ten teams in Formula One right now, but if you Google for for just Formula One teams, there are one two three one two three four five six seven eight nine. There are twenty nine teams listed here, like teams, which would put you at fifty eight drivers. So I don't know if like this is all the teams that ever existed and like some have like folded or been bought or absorbed or changed names or whatever. It's not giving me a whole lot of information here, but. Well, it's like, is Force India in there? Yeah, like there, yeah, Racing Point is is in here, for example. I only see 10 when I Google it. Yeah, so it's probably just all time. It's actually all time, Max probably looking at current. But that's, that's somebody, one of you guys asked the question, like, are there other teams like waiting to jump in so I was like, oh, are there like this many, like, I don't know how many Formula One teams have Formula Two teams, Yeah, but I, they imagine like the main ones do, for example, Formula Two teams. By the way, I was, I was looking at the F1 website to get those 10 teams and one of the top links is um, eSports. Like this, like yeah, the, the, the game and racing is coming. As long as you guys are Googling live here, uh, somebody should look. They were supposed to release the findings from the investigation on if Red Bull broke the salary cap today. That was, that was something that was supposed to break. Is this based on the, the fiscal year versus the... Uh, uh, no, they, they were just doing like a six-month investigation to see, like to get an inventory of, or a, a manifest Okay, the first article says massive twist in F1 cost. Yeah, scandal. I saw that too. Okay. I said, can't read that. I can't read that. Um, I have my app to fade away. I am using Dylan's room and Dylan's bedtime is approaching. I, my bedtime is approaching. It's nice here. Yeah, I would like to go to bed too. I have been trying to get off this call for 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, God, I broke the ice. <laughs> um... This is nice, though. Uh, the topic is so good that it almost like absorbs the banter. I wanted to catch up about you guys a little bit as well. But I have so many thoughts about Formula One. We should have worse topics in the future. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't be so... Don't, don't know anything about it before. Then you won't have anything to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Too much going on up here. <laughs> it's dark. Typically, typically our specialty on this podcast is not knowing too much about the topic <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay sweet well great to see you guys good night everybody uh, get some sleep guys one in the morning 9 p.m or 10 p.m zach 10 p.m solid solid wait what time is it for you 6 p.m on wednesday oh my god you're in the future yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I know oh. the Red Bull. Red Bull. Uh, wait, you're I only... New Zealand is only four hours behind California? Yeah, we just, like, we just had spring forward and you had fall back. We haven't fallen back yet. Oh, when it falls back, then we're only three hours away. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But we're, it's really because we're 21 hours away. Yeah, 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 but like just like relative, it's that's crazy. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to organize a Zoom call because everyone's minds just melt. <laughs> we did good. We did good. All yeah, right. Pretty cool, guys. This is nice. Do we have a shirt? Get something more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm still wearing my dress clothes here. It's past one o'clock. Yeah. All, All right, right. Talk to you guys later. Later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.